Hello and welcome back to my podcast. I am so excited to have you here and also for me to be here because it's been a while. <laughs> the last episode I shared, I was talking about my experience with womb awakening and the work I felt like I had to do around that. So I'm just going to backtrack a little bit because a lot has happened. For the last few months, I have been doing a lot of spiritual work, a lot of inner work, a lot of ego dissolution, and I had gotten to a point where I had integrated everything, but I really felt like there was something missing. And that something was to connect to my sexuality through spirit and vice versa, to connect to spirit through my sexuality. So that's the work that I started doing around March. And oh my God, I had this amazing experience with the Womb Awakening workshop. And after that, I also did a Yoni Egg initiation, which was really profound. I mean, in both those events, I didn't feel like that much had shifted in the moment. Actually, that's not true. With the Womb Awakening, I really did. But with the Yoni Egg practice, I didn't feel like that much had shifted. But holy fuck the way I have been experiencing sex, pleasure, it's out of this world. And I just want to let you know that I was already someone who didn't have a struggle with with pleasure and with orgasming. I've been multi-orgasmic for as long as I remember. And I just love feeling pleasure, not just in sex, but in everything in life. Like I find ways of experiencing pleasure in everything. And that is one of my absolute favorite things about the human experience is how much pleasure we get to feel every single day through all these different senses that we have. <sighs> and I love it. So I remember when I went into the, the Yoni Egg initiation, that I shared in the circle that I was actually just curious to be there because I found that in my self-pleasure practices, most of the time, I wouldn't actually go inside. I am very happy to be touching my body externally, to be touching my clitoris, but there was this, I don't even know, this resistance, like this this feeling that it was dirty and that we shouldn't go there with actually feeling myself fully. So I went to this event because I wanted to move past that. I wanted to not have this shame. And again, like I'm bisexual. I have had incredible experiences with both women and men. And I don't have this association with other other women's vulvas or fluids as something gross, but with my own body, I really did. Um, and only in my self-pleasure practices. So this was the work that I was doing. I wanted to fully move away from this shame. And this feels really vulnerable to share right now. But I know that there are many women out there that still feel this way. So I, I want to, I want to share it and I want to put this out there because our bodies are the most incredible gift we could have. And it's so easy to forget because you've been in your body your entire existence in this life. 
So it's so easy to forget and to just get busy with life and to seek external validation and external experience and even external pleasure and not be the one providing that for yourself. So I did that work and oh my God, what it unlocked for me, it's out of this world unbelievable. It's like I was already experiencing full body orgasms, but now it's like I'm experiencing soul orgasms. It's literally like my physical body kind of disintegrates. And in this practice, it's like the most sacred thing you could possibly do. It's fusion of souls. It's your complete being experiencing that moment, that presence, that pleasure. And I have learned that as women, this is one of the most divine things we can do. This is one of the most sacred things we can do. Experiencing pleasure at this level, either just you with yourself or you and your partner. It's the most sacred thing we could experience. We have this incredible body that can be awakened through pleasure. And we have the birthright to use it. And because of how much power we get to unlock, because of how much connection we get to unlock through this, it's been incredibly, incredibly shamed in our society for many, 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 many years. And this is why so many of us still have this this struggle and this shame and this disconnect, not wanting to go there. It's it's this, this inner resistance that the ego creates to keep us safe. Especially because for so long now, we have been living in a society and, <laughs> and in a planet that has been so heavily ruled by the masculine for so long. We live in such a patriarchy society and we need polarity on earth. We really do. It's an illusion at the end of the day because we are all one. And when we are in oneness, polarity doesn't exist. Duality doesn't exist. But in this existence that we get on Earth, polarity is what keeps balance. It's just like the yin and yang and the light and the dark and feminine and masculine. And if one of the powers gets scared of the opposite, the best way to control it is to oppression. So women have learned to shut down anything that gives them power. They have learned to be ashamed of their own bodies, be disconnected from their cycles, taking the pill, thinking it's dirty, be disconnected from their own pleasure. Again, think that it's dirty, think that it's it's unholy. And it just keeps taking this power away from us as women. Ultimately, this goes back to the witch's wound, which is a complete episode topic on its own and I'm sure I'll get there next time. <laughs> but it's this remnant that still exists in the collective unconscious that it's not safe to be a woman. Because in your womanhood experience, in a previous life, it would have cost your life to be connected with yourself, to be sexual, to be in tune, to listen to your intuition. All of that is part of the mystic or the witch's wound that we still carry in in this existence then, and that we are now being called forth to clear and to heal. And 
this at the end of the day only happens because we all forget that we are just souls living a human experience in a physical body and that really we are all embodiments of god and goddess on this earth and that there's no separation and every single time you choose to listen to this to listen to your truth to listen to that part of you that might have been repressed for many many years that knows how much power you hold how much creative force you hold how much your pleasure is holy and it's a superpower how much your menstrual cycles and every single thing about your experience is powerful and you let that through every time you embody that and you step into that and you choose to claim yourself you are not only healing you but you are doing this work for all the women that couldn't do it before you're doing this work for all the women that are still living on earth right now and don't have the opportunity to do this work you're doing it for the generations to come if you choose to have children and you bring them already seeing the beauty the magic the power of loving the feminine and the masculine as as equals and as opposites and also you give permission to the people that came before you perhaps you grew up in a family where your mother was very ashamed of her body and perhaps you carried a lot of that throughout your life perhaps you heard that your body was to be hidden or that you had to be extra clean because you don't want to have smell and perhaps that really harmed you and you carried that but now you've chosen that you can let go of it and you truly believe that and in doing that work you also give permission to that person that was teaching you those things that truly believed them and that couldn't see another way in doing this work for you you give them permission to shift within themselves because they see that is now safe to be different and to think differently and to come to this acceptance that they carried their entire life repressing i feel like i just have to pause there for a moment because i got really emotional over that because this is my personal experience with this exact subject is that i had to feel the pain of being the different person in the family i had to feel the pain of going against the values and the beliefs that most people around me were carrying and a lot of the time that becomes a very lonely journey when you decide that you are going to follow your truest purpose and your truest calling and if that is the opposite of what your support system has always done you might have to for a short or long period of time cut some cords or put a pause in that relationship until you do your inner work and that that is definitely what i've experienced i had to separate myself from the family collective to do this work and now having integrated this on myself and having this presence that is unshakable i know that it is already having this rippling effect not just to people like you that are actually taking your 
precious time to listen to me, but with my mom and with people from generations that came before me, but I also have this deep, deep, deep soul true when I say this, that this ends with me in my lineage, that the children that I will bring to earth will not suffer in the way that I suffered because I have chosen to do this work for me and for them and for everyone that cannot or is not willing to do it for themselves. So if you in this moment are listening to this, know that you are already doing something really brave because this is uncomfortable to hear and it's uncomfortable to be walking this path and you are already doing it. So you are so brave and you are so beautiful. And I'm so grateful for your existence, for you choosing to be here and to do this. Okay, now that I've had a break <laughs> to let my goosebumps settle and my eyes stop tearing at how emotional I got over the previous topic, I want to share some bits, not much because it was very intense, of my April retreat. So in April, I think shortly after my last podcast episode, I did a, medicine, a plant medicine journey in which I had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of remembrance. And if you are new to this, I'm going to try and explain it in as little crazy as possible. <laughs> so each one of us that is on earth right now is here with a mission. And this existence that we are on has been chosen by you. And this might sound hard to hear if you are in a part of your life where perhaps you are dealing with pain and you are suffering. This might be really hard to hear. But know that every single thing that happens in your life is happening for you. And that everything that happens in your life is a mirror of your own essence and the people that you come into contact with, the events, the, the, the little things that you fixate on, that you get to notice are just a mirror of who you are and they are there to guide you in the journey that you've chosen to take. And there are a lot of things that our souls have chosen when we came on earth, but obviously, you can't quite go through being a child and being free and living if you know exactly what you're doing. It would just become so boring. It's like if you were doing a, a treasure hunt with your friends as a child and you just you know that you have to follow this map and you're going to find clues and you're going to have to go through puzzles to find this treasure at the end of it. And the joy it's not as much as finding the treasure as it is the actual experience of looking for it and finding the clues and the excitement that you get knowing that you're getting closer and the connections that you make along the way and the beautiful things that make you stop and think and challenge you our life is just like that and if you started at the point at which you are just holding the treasure 
you would miss the point of the experience. And this is the beauty of being alive, is that you get this experience every single day and you get these challenges and you get these gifts and you get these people around you and places around you that are just there to remind you that this is your treasure map. So anyway, remembrance. Some of us at this point in our existence have already started remembering why we're here. This might be something like you doing deconditioning of your ego and of stuff that you've taken on from society, from your parents, and remembering who you truly are at a soul level when all these layers aren't on top of you. It also could be that some of us have started remembering the bigger picture, like the missions that the, the collective has right now and the missions that we have chosen to, to take and to bring to earth um, and the shifts that we've chosen to, to bring with it as well. So I had an intense remembrance of being more than just Mariana, being more than just this existence. And it was so incredible. I have not felt love like that in my, in my conscious existence on earth. It's just so much bigger than anything I can express. And I got to understand a lot about my life, my mom's life and to just see things and again now being here to see how so much of my life were those little clues in the treasure map and it was really beautiful and at the end of that journey i was told in case this is something that you're not aware of i directly speak to and receive from a lot of my guides nowadays, which is something that a year ago I couldn't even have conceptualized, but, but that happens. So I was told that I had to do a five-day fast. I couldn't eat anything and I could only drink water. Now, if you've been one of my health and nutrition clients before, you know that I very passionately stand against fasting for women. It's absolutely terrible for your metabolism, for your hormones. It's an absolute no-go, especially just like randomly skipping meals and trying to use it for weight loss or anything like that. It's just an absolute no-go. Your thyroid is not going to be happy. Your hormones are not going to be happy. So it's not something that I would ever do in my life. Like, I'm one of these people that breakfast is sacred and my meals are sacred and I would just not choose to do a fast. And at the end of that journey, I was told that I had to do it. And with everything that I had experienced in that journey, I was just so open to trust. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And knowing that my birthday was on the 1st of May, I was thinking, okay, I'll do it after my birthday. I'll have some time to prepare for it. And it didn't go like that. <laughs> so this was on, I think it was a Saturday to Sunday. 
Yes, 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 it was. So this this journey was on a Saturday. And then on Sunday, I was thinking, yeah, I will prepare it. And I will I will do some mental preparation because it's going to be really hard. And then on Monday, I just had this like, you know, if you kind of know something, but you don't know why you know it, you just know it. I just had this thing that I, I had to start the following day. And I was just like, what the hell? That doesn't give me any time to prepare. It's so soon. And funny enough, on Monday, my appetite was really off. Normally, I have a big appetite. I love eating. Like, you know how I was talking about pleasure in the beginning? Food is one of my absolute biggest pleasures in this existence. I love food. And I love good food. And I love to eat a lot of it. And on Monday, for some reason, my appetite just wasn't quite there. I couldn't finish any of my meals and I just didn't really feel hungry. And we ended up having a really early um, dinner as well. We had dinner at like 6 p.m. And I went to bed and as I went to bed, I was telling Ash, I think I have to start my fast tomorrow. And I don't know what the hell happened in my dreams or where my consciousness went in my dreams that night. But the next morning, I woke up with absolute certainty that I had already started my fast and that I had to do it from there until Easter Sunday and I decided to trust it and to do this thing and I knew how hard it was going to be and this is so hilarious for me because one year ago I didn't have faith and now it's like it's not like I didn't have faith. I always believed and I always knew that there was something bigger than me. But I didn't have faith in this way that like I would get guidance to do a thing and I would just trust it. Before I would follow my own intuition instead of something external. And I now feel like this is such a gift to be able to have guidance in this way that I trust it. So then day one was incredibly, incredibly difficult because I was in my home environment where I always share my incredible meals with my partner and I was in the place where we live where I know exactly where to go for all sorts of amazing food and it was just so present and so hard and I was so hungry, like so hungry. It was painful. And... I decided to go away. I just knew that I had to be somewhere in nature. And I kept looking for this place that I had in my head that I hadn't seen before. And I just knew I had to find this place. So I found the place. Literally, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is where I have to go. And it was the most beautiful and I've never felt the presence of the goddess and Mother Earth anywhere with the intensity that I felt there. It was like this sacred land where there's mountains all around you. And then the place where I chose to stay after seeing just a couple of photos of it, that place, it's kind of like on the mountain and you can hike down the mountain and right at the bottom there's this beautiful 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 river that is completely untouched and if you walk 
on the boulders that are in the river, if you kind of walk, climb on them, upstream, there's an amazing waterfall that you can't even see from up the mountain. So it's, it just feels like this magical place that will call to you and you will know exactly that you need to go there. And the, the flora and the fauna there were out of this world. I'd never seen insects with the bright colors that I saw there and birds and plants. Like, I'd never seen such beauty in its rawest form like that. It was just, it felt like somebody had just created that land. It couldn't be real. It was too incredible to be real. And I got to spend five days there and I'm so in love with that journey because of how hard it was on myself how much I had to learn to quiet in my mind when my mind was desperately shouting at me that it was irrational and why am I doing this and just eat please and my body was so weak and hungry and I just wanted to eat. And I had to learn to come out of my head and be leading with spirit, be present with my true self instead of letting my physical existence rule me. And I had the clearest guidance and visions I had ever had at that point being completely sober. There were no plant medicines, there were nothing. The only thing I had was water and sleep <laughs> and nature and my beautiful oracle deck that I bought just before I went. And I took a representation of the elements to set my altar there. And it was the most amazing thing I'd ever done. <laughs> it was so hard. And I was also, at the same time, so proud of my own body. It, it really gave me this huge gift of trusting my body in a way that I'd never felt like I could before. And now I know that that journey was to prepare me for my next challenging physical journey which I was told about then, which will be pregnancy and birth. And it's the first time that I'm actually talking about this like this. And I had a meditation in which I was told when exactly I am getting pregnant. And I trust it. I really do. <laughs> and it makes me laugh because it's just, you know how I, earlier I was saying how everything in existence is mirrors of itself and mirrors of you. It's just like how I thought I had lots of time to prepare for my fast and I had two days to prepare for it. This is similar. I thought I had two years and it's a much, 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 much shorter time. I'm not trying to get pregnant right now. But I also trust the timing of it, all of it. 
I'm going to have to pause again because this is so intense for me to be sharing. And I'm so happy to have been given the opportunity to to choose to do this journey because at the end of, at the, end of the day, it's like your treasure map is there for you, but you have free will. So you still get to choose how you want to do your own existence. And I chose to take the challenge of that journey. And I was given so much. I had so many downloads about this baby, about my life, about my body. And oh my God. And about this incredible brand that I'm now conceptualizing that is literally going to be ceremonial wear and... I also down the line want to do ceremonial teas, but it's something that right now I don't feel like Bali is the right place to birth that project because of the herbs having to be completely imported to then be exported. It's just not quite feeling right with me, but the clothes, I am so in love with the concept. I'm so in love with it. I literally want to represent different goddesses through different clothing items and that they can be this kind of like layer of protection and connection that you get to wear as you are going into that type of ritual with yourself and I just love like I feel it so much in my body and that also came to me when I was in this retreat so I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to take that time away and to be in complete solitude. Uh, one of the days I, I couldn't even drink water or speak. It was literally a message that I received on that day that I had to do this again. And I trusted it once again. And it was so fucking worth it. So fucking worth it. I can't even explain in words. But the only thing I can give you is a wish that you also get to experience things at this level in your existence, that you open to listen to yourself and to listen to your guides because your existence on this earth right now is so needed. So this is where I want to leave at today. And I want to leave you with this wish that you open you trust and you see the power and the beauty of your existence and of you as a human being, as an embodiment of divinity and that you find pleasure in everything you do. <sighs> <sighs>